0: This is Jason Martinez from Flyers Daily, and you're listening to the Flyered Up Podcast. Big oh, wow. stall blast on oh, that hitch. Diving, save, heart as he flashes across. And Breer sets up Carl's side of the match to find the score! Breer moving in, stops, cuts through the middle, still has a shot! Score! Here's Hugh giving it across the oh. line. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Florida Up podcast. I am your host, Amadeo rossi along with my partner Chris Mayer. We are live as always. Lines, TTP Sports, and Flyers Fan Mania ninety three on YouTube. And also, if you don't happen to catch this podcast on the live stream, you will always find it wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Tyson was not able to join us again this week, but he will in a future episode. The man is working hard. He is grinding to earn that money. We love him. He'll be back in another time. So, uh, Chris, a little bit of a nervous uh, situations right here with the Philadelphia Flyers. Even though they are 3-1 to start the season, it's really good to, to hear that. But mm-hmm. the, uh, I think the biggest topics that concern this team right now is you don't have Sean Couture for two weeks, and you don't know what's wrong with Phil Myers and Morgan Frost. And uh, <laughs> just everything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, last night's game. You know, m- you know, me being there was uh, an awesome experience, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But um, I thought that I thought they actually that was probably their most consistent effort of the season. I'll say that. Um, you know, I think they. It took them a little bit to get it get it going in the first. I'll say that. But as the game kind of went on and late in that period, they kind of got it going. And again, I thought that was their most consistent effort. Um, yeah, the, the injuries last night did not help. You essentially played the whole game without Kutz's replacement in Frost, so another center and a top four defenseman in Myers. So, you know, that, that was uh, a bummer. And again, you know, I feel like for the most part, um, I thought the Flyers played good, to be honest. I know a lot of people, you know, may disagree, but, you know, they won 3 0. Um, yes, they gave up, you know, 40 shots on goal. Um, but still, I mean, you know, they had a shutout Moose was fantastic. And I think overall, um, as I said, I think it was the most consistent effort. I thought Patrick's line, uh, with TK, I don't say all the lines play good, but one line that stood out to me the most was Patrick's line with TK and Lindblom. Um, but again, you know, it was an unbelievable experience being there. Um, and again, I was just happy that they were able to pull out of a win and obviously coming off Monday's game where it was, you know, me and you know how that, how bad Monday was. So, um, you know, again. Uh, I was just really happy that they kind of came out last night and kind of, you know, set the tone early and, and picked up a win.
0: Yeah, I think we could, we don't need to uh, mention Monday's game at all. That game was just an absolute yes. crap shoot at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. It was just but, terrible.
0: But at least the one thing I think that stands out is because you know how last year's team, every time they would lose a game, whether it was a good loss, whether it was a bad loss, they would always find a way to bounce back, whether it was a back to back game, whether yeah. it was the, a couple of nights after, they would always find a way to bounce back. And they did it yesterday. Brian Elliott, like you said, he played fantastic. 40 saves, shutout. Just, oh my goodness, he was on another level. But it's just, oh my, it's just, when I think about it right now, you have Phil Myers. It's like, when you see the hit on Phil Myers, it doesn't look that bad. But then when when you see the replays and you see him on the bench, like he's favoring his hip a little bit, but I'm also hearing rumors that it could be a knee issue as well. Like when both players collided knee to knee at the boards. And then with the frost situation, that just looked absolutely terrible with the way he was favoring his arm. It it makes me so nervous, man.
1: Yeah, so nervous. And that's the thing because I like and as I said, like I didn't even know that Myers was there. I I know I just said this to you before we were off camera. Like I didn't even know Myers wasn't wasn't there. I was like, oh okay, because I checked. I'm checking Twitter and I see a tweet from Jordan Hall. I was like, oh. That's great. So I'm like, great. So i are going to play the rest of this game. This is like the, you know, I believe it was like 950 mark on the second period when there was a whistle. And I was like, great. So they're going to play the rest of this game with five defensemen. I was like, all right, let's see how they do. Well, then Frost, I'm like, Jesus, that's two guys now. And then, you know, on, on, after with the AV on the the uh, post game presser where he says that they're going to get MRIs today and like it's eight o'clock right now as we're doing this and we haven't heard anything yet. So um, it might be worse than expected. Um, It might be they're still trying to figure it out. Maybe the the MRI isn't done. Um, You know, a lot of things can kind of get into into it. So um, I'm not too sure. I mean, again, we really don't know. I'm assuming tomorrow morning or in the afternoon. I have to think tomorrow because, again, the Flyers play tomorrow. So I would assume that there's going to be an update tomorrow before the game. Um, They did travel to Boston today. There was no practice or anything. Um, So that was kind of the thing, I think, for the most part um again i had to think it comes tomorrow because as i said they play tomorrow and you know i, I know we were kind of running through it a little bit i mean if, if they're going into tomorrow's game right so they say you know just and this is just assuming they don't have frost and myers um lines and we were kind of talking about this like 10 minutes before we were coming on was like a couple line combinations we were thinking uh jvr with jeru uh obviously you'd have to move g at center i'd have to think um and again these lines aren't in any order so jvr with drew and voracek Limblom, Patrick, and Konechny, Lawton, Hayes, and Farabee, and then Raffle, Bunneman, who was the 13th forward. I'd have to think he comes in. Um, Bunneman slips into the fourth line center, um, and I'll be good But then it's tough because, like, do they really switch up that fourth line that's played good? But then again, it's like, do you want Bunneman playing your third line, even though they don't necessarily? You know, that's the thing. AV, Av doesn't really look at them as a third, first, second, third, or fourth line. So he honestly, that that wouldn't really surprise me if if would play a third line. Uh, third line wing roll to be honest. And for the for the defense, again, if they don't have Myers, Provorov, Sandheim, Braun, Gustafson, Hag, and Freeman, obviously I would assume Hart would be in net tomorrow. Um, you know, Alley coming off a of 40 safe shutout, they might put him in. I would not be would not be mad at all if Moose was in net tomorrow. Um, but I have to think the Flyers go hard tomorrow. But those are just kind of some line combinations.
0: Yeah, I was also thinking, too, when you were going over that, maybe you can also throw Michael Raffle on on that uh, line with Drew and JVR. Maybe you keep Lawton on that fourth line that just has a center, and then you put uh, Butterman on the wing. Like, there's many other different combinations that Elaine Vigneault can do. Who knows? Maybe he goes into the game, he has his set pairings, and then maybe he switches them up a little bit as the game goes along. Kind of similar to what he did last night against Buffalo, because it felt like, okay, he was starting the same lines that he had on Monday, but then as the game went along, he kind of mixed them up a little bit. Yeah. So maybe maybe something to throw Boston's game up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. I feel like for the most part, Av kind of always has different lines. Like like when they like when Frost was out with that injury to start the third, they had Drew, uh with JVR and uh, and Jake and G was at center. So I wouldn't be again. I wouldn't be surprised if G gets moved to center from our guy. You have to think. I was actually walking out of the building last night talking with Bill Meltzer about it, and he was like, you know, if, if Frost you know, if frost can't play, he. I'm thinking, and you know, we were kind of talking about it. I was like, I'd have to think, you know, bottom already being the 13th forward. And, you know, we were talking about that bottom coming in. So again, I think for the most part, you know, it's obviously not their, their best lineup, but again, the one game you've already played and you lost coots and essentially played two, you know, obviously three games, but you played two games going into this one. And, you know, now you lose frost or coots's replacement and frost. So that's not good either. So, again you know the Flyers have depth but it's it's definitely getting tested really early in the season I, and I was talking to uh uh, Uri from Flyers from fire gritty about this too and he was kind of saying like he thinks one of the main reasons with all the injuries is probably because there wasn't a training cam and I think that makes sense because you're you're obviously not used to the contact so we've seen a lot of these like muscle strain I mean coots had that weird injury I don't even know how to say it it sounds like he couldn't even say it five times fast um you know so I feel like for the most part um I'm I'm hoping that we get the update tomorrow. Um, because again, I obviously on game day is probably when you'd expect it. If any I mean it could come tonight, you know, you never really know. But um hopefully it's it's nothing too serious with the both of them.
0: Yeah, I, I really hope it is nothing too serious because when you go when you lose Sean Couture for two weeks, that's already hard enough, but it's probably Honestly, the best case scenario that it wasn't worse than what the uh, hit looked like, because when you saw Sean Couturier go off onto the bench, he was really just favoring that shoulder and just like saying, I'm done. I got to get out. And he played, what, 45 seconds during that entire game? It was a
1: second shift.
0: Yeah. And just like you bring the replacement, that's Morgan Frost, and then he gets injured. And where, where the hit did look very bad, you saw him like really favor that arm. But then, like Phil Myers, it looks like just his innocent hit, but then going to your point when you were talking about your Reeve, saying that, yeah, t- basically a very short lack of training camp, a very lack of no preseason games at all. It's not going to be the best preparation for going into a regular season with live contact and players that are going to try to ram you over. And also, speaking of ram you over, the uh, Buffalo Sabres head coach, really wants uh, Ivan Provorov to get suspended for, uh, you know, getting pushed in by Brandon Montour in the Carter Hutton for some odd reason. He believes that Ivan Provorov, it was a, a set plan. He think Ivan Provorov was the, on purposely just went into Carter Hutton when it was clearly obvious that Brandon Montour pushed him into Carter Hutton, which forced them to pull him in the third period. So, uh, yeah, no. That's not going to happen, Buffalo.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I'm going to read this tweet from Bill Meltzer from a couple hours, uh, every very early this morning. It says, "And and and this is the tweet: Kruger trying to get Provorov suspended for for the collision with Hutton after being shoved in the, into the goalie by Montour is the is the NHL equivalent of a lawsuit that gets laughed out of court. There was no time for Provorov to react, let alone decide to get decide to go head hunting with the elbow. He, he's 100 percent right, like." And I'm thinking of that too. I'm like, he got pushed. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand what you think like is going to happen there. Your guy pushed him. I don't even, the league probably didn't even look at that. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, it, it's laughable. It really is.
0: I'm just like, did he even look at the replay? Like, did he even like look at the scenario that happened? It's just Properoff clearly got pushed into the net. <laughs> I don't know where he's trying to get that argument from. Yeah, I I don't understand it either, to be honest. (laughs) I completely agree with you on that standpoint. We got some comments right here in the live chat. We got Tales of a Failed Life saying Moose definitely stood on his antlers. Just need to clean up the turnovers. And, yeah, turnovers have – I would especially in yesterday's game, they were cleaned up a lot. There were still a little few mistakes, but if you go back to that Monday game, the one shift with turnovers that really stood out to me was that – where it was the Lawton line out against the uh, Jack Eichel line. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and they turned it over like literally three straight times to Jack Eichel, and it yeah. was just, oh, my.
1: Yeah, it's not the guy you want to turn the puck over to. I think one thing the Flyers kind of struggled with last night too was going up against that Eichel line. But again, well, why do you think that? Well, they don't have Coots. Mm-hmm. So if Coots was out there, he'd be matched up against that line, and that wouldn't have been a problem. It probably The game probably would have opened up a lot more for the Flyers if they had Kataria out there, to be honest. Um, you know, and that's just you know the, the tone of the play and everything. It's weird. I saw a lot of people on Twitter said they played soft, like, and I'm looking at like like the sheet like after the game. I'm like, the hits were 38 to 18. I'm like, I don't understand what I, I mean. Are we were we watching the same game or what? Because I didn't see them play soft at all. I felt like every time Buffalo had the puck, there was a big hit that happened from the Flyers, and there were guys throwing their body. Like Knechny had a couple nice hits. Patrick had a couple, nice hits his says Lindblom. Uh, there was hits from everybody. Even JVR looks physical. JVR. And it's funny because, like, and as I said, I was talking to Bill walking out, and he was saying, you know, he thought it was a good thing that, you know, JVR gets mentioned in the in the postgame thing too, a guy who's essentially in A.B.'s doghouse. We talked about that before. We're like, not really a guy that a coach praises like that. You know, he's got to be more physical for being that, you know, this long in the league, and he's not. So I feel like you know with JVR he understands now because honestly if you think about it, if JVR doesn't you know kind of pick up his game and play better and more physical and everything, he's going to lose his spot in the, in the line in this lineup and he could even lose his spot in the NHL. So you never really know. Um, but again, I thought JVR was good. Again, I thought the Flyers played good last night, but it was just they gave up a lot of a lot of shots, but nothing was really like humongous quality. It was really just like. The, those two Skinner chances in the first period.
0: And I can't really think – I mean, I know they had a post off that weird play at the side of the net. Yeah, and it was Dylan Cousins had that wide-open net for some reason. I had no idea how the puck didn't go in. He just ringed it off the pipe.
1: Yeah, and then Oleson had one. He missed it. He hit the post. It went right out. Uh, and Miller, from the point, had an absolute bomb. That crossbar, do you remember that? The shot mm-hmm. from the point off the one faceoff. Yep. off You know how loud that was in there? My ears were ringing, very. Very, My ears were ringing. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that was loud, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, I I thought the Flyers played good this night. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, it was overall. It was a much better game than I would say the first three combined. When you when you look at the first two wins against the Pittsburgh Penguins, yes, the Flyers won those games in convincing fashion. They scored more goals than the opposing team. They scored eleven goals combined. In the first two games. But yes, there were a lot of very, very sloppy moments. A lot of turning the puck over, a lot of odd man rushes for Pittsburgh. And that was cl- clearly exposed in the game, in game one against Buffalo. And then AV mentioned in that in his post game press conference, they were exposed a lot. He was embarrassed. The team is embarrassed. That was probably very hard for them to sleep that night. And they shut it down a little bit and they cleaned their game up, there were still a few mistakes, but not nowhere near as close as of the first three games. It was, yeah. it was their best effort so far in the first four games of the season, and hopefully it does get better, but it's still like when you have that concerning feeling where you still don't know what's wrong with Myers, you still don't know what's wrong with Frost, and then the one thing that still also makes me a little paranoid is because you get the little uh, transaction that the Flyers made, they brought Derek Puglia from the Phantoms roster and they put him onto the taxi squad. So that kind of uh, gives you an iffy situation that Myers is definitely going to miss some time where they put an extra defenseman on the taxi squad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like how much time, because if he misses a few games that move still has to happen because they mm-hmm. have to, you know, have enough people on there. So my guess is that Freeman's probably going to be in the lineup tomorrow, um, which again, we kind of went off those lines earlier. Um, I I'd have to think because he was scratched last night. We kind of knew that. Um, he 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 was in warm ups. So for the most part, um, I'd have to think that Freeman goes in tomorrow. Uh, I don't think Pulley will play. Uh, I think again, I think the next guy up would have been Freeman anyway. So I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100 on that right there. We got some other comments right here saying Flyers 28 saying what's up guys. TK has really stepped it up. I really love his game yet. Travis connecting in the uh, first four games. Has looked very good. He scored the hat trick against Pittsburgh in game two. Then he gets that breakaway goal in a yesterday's game against Buffalo. It was funny, too. I was talking to one of my buddies about this, and he and he's like thinking there's so many players that do that same exact play where they come on a breakaway, and they tr- they just like go to the back end, go five hole, and they're saying like, how do some goalies just not know that's coming <laughs> because it's so common in the league today?
1: I, I feel like for the most part, I think it I think it's just the way that you kind of have to approach it. Like I feel like the way, if the way you approach it and you do it, like TK's coming in hot. I think that's why because he's got to open. Like you got to make the goalie make the first move. That's the big thing. So like I feel like if you're going fast, that move you can do it. But like if not, it's I don't know. I feel like for the most part, a lot of the problems with the goalies is like if you if you like, if you look at some of those goals, especially the backhand five all, like the stick is always in the wrong position. That's why it slips through. But like, as I said, like Kennedy was going fast on that breakaway. And that was a great play from Patrick too, to even set it up. Third up the boards, limbblom perfect pass. Well, perfect enough so sort of could get it because it went off the boards. Still a great play. Um, and you know, there I, obviously he didn't mess it up, but I think the reason he was able to get that was I was happy he actually made the move instead of shooting because Hutton was making saves, and I was like I was I was just praying, I was like Please score here! Please score here! Because I'm watching the play develop. I'm like TK's going, TK's going. I see him like going the corner of my eye skating. I'm like he's gone, and Lim- I didn't see where the puck was because where, where my seat was, I saw the ref was near the board, and then I saw the puck just kind of squib out, and I was like, oh, I hope he gets that. I was really thinking that Hutton was going to kind of come out and try to play it. He didn't, and Tk in a pot in it, and the Flyers needed that at that point because Buffalo was kind of pressuring later in that period because they had the power play, and then after that they kind of picked up their momentum a little bit. So. The Flyers really needed that goal. And, again, I was happy that Kinect was able to score, too, because that was a really
0: nice goal. Yeah, and that just shows, like, from that whole set-up play right there, you got Patrick on the low boards and the Flyers and giving it over to Lindblom, who just feeds the perfect pass down the neutral zone where Kinect he's literally just skating all by himself. So that was a nice set-up play right there. we got Kevin saying hi to us. Then Tales, Tales of a Failed Life saying, I love TK saying that he learned his net front approach while well watching Wayne Simmons. Can't go wrong with that. Other than your face turning into a roadmap, LOL. And then we got Sean saying, Chris, what lies have I missed so far? Uh, ha- have there been any lies in this podcast so far, Chris? No, I don't even know what he's talking about, to be honest. <laughs> and then Sean also brings up, can we deal Gustafson for future considerations, please? God, he sucks. <laughs> I was waiting for a Gus comment. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I, and- I, I don't really think you played good last night either. Yeah. Eric Govs. Yeah, he's been an, quite an adventure.
1: He he's just like a liability on defense.
0: Yeah, that is that is definitely the the I
1: like game. his I like his offensive game. He's good. He's good on offense, can move the mm. puck. Good shot. Good passer. <laughs> Everything else nah, no, inside the own blue line. Not not too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been quite an adventure because you see the first in the first game, he gets the uh, primary assist on those first two power play goals for the Flyers. Yeah. But then ever since then, basically, it's been turnover, 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 turnover in the own zone, turnover, turnover, yeah. Turnover, turnover. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's I think it's going to be quite an adventure the entire season with Eric that He's definitely going to be one of the uh, most hated by the fans and understandably so because he uh, he sucks in his own zone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got some more comments right here from Flyers twenty eight saying Chris love your vids. Congrats on getting to the game. Keep up the great work. And speaking of that, Chris, uh, why don't you go for your little experience of your Flyers nitty gritty media experience with, at the Flyers game last night?
1: Yeah. So uh, thanks for the compliment. I appreciate it. Uh, again, I I would not again seriously. Um, I would not be able to have gone to You know, being able to attend that game last night. Um, without any of you, even you, Amadeo, everybody listening. Um. Again, I, I I don't even know what to say to be honest. Um, I, I'm kind of it, it it's it's it still amazes me right now that I was even able to go to be honest. Um, but for the most part, um, the the game was awesome. I mean, the atmosphere obviously different. Um, you know, you know, kind of walking in in business attire is pretty weird. Um, I never brought my computer to a game or anything like that, so it was weird. I'll say that. Um, so kind of like when I get in there, kind of just to give a little rundown before. Um, walk in and you know you send your media and stuff you kind of have to you had to go through like metal detector and everything um so get all that done you know covid scan things like that um and then i get media pass which is actually hanging up um you can kind of see it a little bit as i try to get my finger on it. it's like right here like guys, kind of guys, yellow, sure. yellow card kind of um yeah i had that uh, around my neck um, got the media pass and then they gave me this sheet, um, which was the media information sheet for last night. So I had all the rosters uh, of the players who were in the officials um, and then all of the, uh, the team executives, owner, CEO, coaches, things like that. Um, and then kind of, as the game goes on um, before the first period, they gave a lineup sheet, which was the wrong lines because they changed the lines last minute after warmups. Um, so that actually is not wrong, actually is not correct. And then after each period, somebody comes around and gives you the the official game summary, the game log of each period. So there's the first, second, and third here. These three sheets um, are, are all the first, second, and third for the game. Um, so that was actually really cool uh, that, you know, you kind of have the official game log of everything, which some of that stuff I've never seen. It is different being in there because it's quiet. Like when, when, when Connecticut scored, I kind of gave a little cheer. <laughs> and I was just, and I was like, because they needed that goal. I was like, I was kind of just like, again, like, obviously I had the mask on and everything. So I was like, yes. Like it it wasn't like loud, but it wasn't like quiet either. I'll say that. So <laughs> the guy next to me ended up looking over and that was kind of like a weird, like, cause we kind of like looked like eye to eye and it was just, I was just like, uh, Oh, cause I, you know, first time and everything. Well then as the game kind of went on, you know, you kind of settled into it. Um, when Voracek had scored, I made sure I kind of didn't give it any reaction just to look, look just like a little fist bump. Um, and I didn't even see the empty netter because I was in the middle of like typing something on my notes on my computer. And then I look up and like the puck is just like rolling from the hash marks in. And I was like, there we go. So, again, I thought the game was great, as I said. Uh, I th- again, the atmosphere was great. Pack building, I'll say that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, honestly, um, I honestly. I mean, you know, as you see the background of this, the this is the picture I took um, at the game last night. The atmosphere was was still cool. Like being in Wells Fargo, like covering the game. It's insane when you sit there because you have this big table to yourself. Like more than enough room. It, it's probably like, it, the, the table is at least like, it like, it's probably about the size of my bed, to be honest. Like that's how big this table was. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh my God. Like I sat, like I just got in lady walked me to my seat and everything. Cause I had no idea where I was going. Um, cause everything's all spread out in the concourse and you're in a different section and you got to look for a, I was, I was at section M 28 was at <laughs> my table. So I am looking and like, none of it was in order. Like it was like, I'm looking and it's like M 20, 26 and then 34 and then 28. I was like, okay. So I had no idea where I was going and she just walked me there and I, I, I sit down. She's like, if you need anything, just come down. I was like, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. I sit down. I didn't unpack anything. I'm just sitting there. I'm looking around and there's like a couple people in there typing notes and stuff. And I'm looking and they got, and this is the picture that I kind of took. They're like propping the ice and stuff. I think to myself like, oh my God, like I made it. Like I, I'm here. Like, and, and, and right now I, I, I remember it. Like, I remember saying that, like, oh my God, like this is insane. And I just kind of looked at the media past for a minute and I was just like, wow. Um, so that, that was it. Listen, it's an unbelievable experience. There's, there's nothing better than being in there to cover a game. Um, it, it was awesome. and uh, then something I'll remember for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I, I, I didn't have many issues to be honest. It, it, like, as I said, my, my, my view of the game was great. I was in section one eleven, So that was where the flyer shot once. Um, that was more on the away side. And for the most part, um, actually, no, that was where the flyer shot twice. Sorry. Um, it was pretty much the most part where the only issue I really had was the wi-fi i couldn't get my wi-fi connected i didn't get my wi-fi until three minutes before warm-up started um I, I one of the executives had to come over and help me set it up because my laptop was apparently too old to connect to the new routers that they got there Bro. which were newer and they were like five gigabytes or something and I, I didn't really understand what the guy was telling me i, I don't know that stuff <laughs> it's all tech stuff i had no idea um and he was just like, you know, he kind of takes a little bit to load up and stuff. He's like, it should be an instant connection. Well, I, you know, obviously it wasn't. So I actually had to connect to a personal hotspot through my phone um, and connect that to, to my computer where I ended up getting the uh, the Wi-Fi. Um, but I, again, it, it was an unbelievable experience. I think, you know, not having the fans there is still cool to watch the game because you hear a lot of stuff that you wouldn't pick up on TV. Like like there was a play where, where you kind of heard, drew like a turnover and then you and then you kind of just heard him blur out the f word as he's skating through and then and then you see and then you hear like av he's like three three because i got a three on two coming the other way so all that stuff's kind of cool when you kind of see it in motion i'm kind of sitting there like great 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 now it's three on two the other way and it's like eichel hall and i think it was all of a sudden go down it's like oh this is great and like braun and Gustafson are out there i'm like oh god here comes a goal I kind of sit there i'm just like oh i don't like that five-on-three Buffalo had in the beginning of the period, I was like, "Here we go, boys! Here we go!" Because I was just waiting for it to be one nothing, two nothing. I was like, "This is gonna be great." <laughs> but honestly, if if you think about it, if they did, if they didn't come off the five-on-three, that game would have been totally different, oh, totally yeah, different. different. And honestly, you know, for the most part, I it was an unbelievable experience. Um, I can't thank Jamie and and you're even enough. Um, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, one thing I'll say is that. You know, it's once you're in, you're in, you know, like, and anybody listen to this too? Like I had so many people messaging me from Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, everything, text message, all that stuff. If if there's any advice that I could give is just follow your dreams because, and I know it sounds so cliche, but if you really think about it, like in my perspective, you know, like we started this podcast in what, August of 2019, right? It was when I met you. Yeah, August
0: 2019,
1: th- I think. Yeah. And in that short of a time, in January of 2021, I was in the press box. Well, the the, the semi press box with COVID and everything. The, the COVID still. press box. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the, the COVID press box. But still, you know what I mean? Like, if you, you work hard and, and all that stuff, it, it pays off. It really does. And, you know, I, I don't mean to like toot to my own horn or anything. Um, But again, it, it was an unbelievable time. Um, I'll never forget it. And, you know, I, I was able to talk with a lot of people, too. Like, I talked with Jordan Hall at first intermission. That was cool. Went down, talked to him a little bit. Um, saw Sam Carcitti at the end of the game. Really cool. I uh, was able to say hi to Sam and everything. Um, and this is it. I literally just, you know, random conversation walking out with Bill Meltzer. I was like, oh, this is, this is you know, normal. Brand new. <laughs> Yeah, this is completely normal. Um, I'm, I'm walking in. You know how I told you I had to go down and get the lady for the Wi-Fi and everything? Well, I walk back and Jonesy's walking through the inner thing. He's like, hey, what's up, buddy? I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey Jonesy, how are you? I'm walking by and I thinking to myself, oh, my God. Keith Jones just said, hey, what's up, buddy, to me. I'm like, <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm here right now. So, again, it, it was an unbelievable experience. I'll never forget it. Um, and, again, I, I I really hope that, you know, everybody has a chance to do that because it's, it's an unbelievable experience. Like, it, it's a dream, man. It really is.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you loud and clear. i have done it a couple of times when I was still in Temple, um, graduated right now, but I did for our sports update. I did a couple of the basketball games and I did one of their bowl games. It, it's, a, it's quite a different experience and uh, definitely it's going to be the first of many more for you and me. And who knows? Maybe Florida podcast will eventually be there as a duo when, like, everyone is eventually allowed back into the Wells Fargo Center. Just can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> that would be insane. Could you imagine me sitting next to this schmuck in the middle of the game up in the press box? Oh my god! <laughs> they would have
0: to. Give, they would have to give us like our own section because, like, that's like that's how much clout we take up.
1: You put over the door,
0: idiots, <laughs> and then you
1: see me and you walk
0: in. <laughs> Yep, that's us.
1: <laughs> but those two schmucks on top of the door.
0: It's just like, no no one knows what that means but us.
1: Yeah, no, no
0: one. It's, it's like we put in a personal note, like, to the uh, directly. Can you just put our label as those two schmucks? No one else will get it but us, so we know that's our spot. <laughs> oh, boy. and that. Yeah, that's definitely a great story right there, Chris. Like I said, first of many for you. Hopefully, I'll eventually get my chance. Eventually, but nitty gritty because I'm there. (laughs) And as I just see your dad walk into the door.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. I guess he forgot or whatever. I don't know. Because every time we do this live now, I send him the link and he never texted back, so I just assumed he didn't know or was doing something. So uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. But um. Yeah. I, I, I literally have no idea what you're saying. I, it, it, I'm like focusing on something else. And I'm just like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I, I, I can't even like cover it up. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny too for people that are listening this on the on the apple spot of my version th- this part is definitely going to stay in there because it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> yeah
1: i'm like, and i can't i can't even cover it off i'm just like yeah I've, i'm gonna i have no idea what you just said
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so just to quickly just get it off, i said like definitely first of many for you hopefully because i'm also a part of flyers nitty-gritty hopefully i'll get my chance eventually during the season it'll definitely happen just gotta wait for it can't rush it you yeah. it's funny as I'm as like you're talking about this entire story. I see like so many people in the comment section talking about um, like I got Sean here talking about uh, Provorov suspension saying that. So, what do you guys think? 20 game suspension for penalty
1: <laughs> <for laughs> no games. Could you
0: imagine, dude? Oh my god, I'd be so mad. 20 games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tails says that uh, probably clearly intentionally attacked on Hunt was uncalled for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then a uh, Sean also says that uh, next time you go, Chris, please refrain from booing Lauren Hart during the national anthem. <laughs> Unprofessional.
1: <laughs> that wasn't even live. That was, that was, that was taped. <laughs> oh.
0: oh my God. The, the amazing stuff right here in the comments flyers 28 saying, I met Keith Jones in a parking lot. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story right there it is and i guess I, moving along to i guess before we get into our talk about the uh, Bruins series that's coming up for thursday and saturday i guess some like small news well not small news actually big news that's going on in the nhl right now so the washington capitals they just got fined 100k for some players that were in a social gathering that were not wearing any type of protection whatsoever no face masks or whatever so the team gets fined 100K and Chris, you know the players that were on the COVID pr- protocols, it was, right?
1: It was uh, Vechkin, Kuznetsov, Orlov, and Samsonov. Mm. The
0: four, and it's they're all Russian too. <laughs> and uh, when you saw from Martinez's tweet saying uh, Putin was on wasn't on that list <laughs> too. Yeah, the only
1: guy who wasn't on that list was Putin. Sheesh. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness and then also with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes I think they had five players tested positive for COVID so I think they're not allowed to play their games like through the 23rd or something like that so there's a little bit of a COVID bug going around the NHL right now and uh hopefully it doesn't affect the Flyers and the uh in the, any of times right now. It's it's really right now only those two teams. Dallas, they're eventually going to be playing their home opener or just th- finally their season opener, I think. Like you said, yeah. to tomorrow or something like that. 22nd, I think. I yeah, believe. so that's, that's to Friday, actually, if it's going to be their first game. Yeah. So, so hopefully – and hopefully some of this stuff gets settled out and we can actually just have a smooth sale. but it's a shortened season. There's going to be some of these bumps on the road with COVID. So we're just going to have to roll with the punches as the uh, days goes along and also roll with the punches of the injury bug that's affecting the Philadelphia flyers. Currently that's, that's just oh boy. We got Alex saying right here, do you think the flyers are too slow? And I've watched these games and I truly know how much Nisky leaving hurts us. Now Braun and Gustafson are just not good enough yet. Yeah, they're, like, in, yes, in the first couple of games, you can definitely tell there's like a clear s- of how important Matt Niskin was to that blue line defensive core. That There's de- there's going to be some growing pains, exactly, with yeah. Proveroff getting a new partner, like just trying to figure out who his new partner is even going to be, because it's definitely not going to be consistent this season. Sanheim now with who knows how long Myers is going to be out. He's not going to have a consistent D partner. Hopefully it is Proveroff. And then you have Justin Braun, Eric Gustafson. Braun, I think, has done ten times better than Gustafson because Gustafson has just been absolute trash ever since he got those two assists. But yeah, I, that's one thing I want to ask you, Chris. Like, like, what's your assessment of this team after the first four games?
1: That's tough. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think. Last night was a good showing of how they can play, but there's another gear that this team can hit. There honestly might be another two years. Um, Honestly, with the way that they played last night, I think it's a showing of what you're going to see in the next few games. I think you're going to see more consistency. But then again, don't quote me on that, because obviously (laughs) I suck at predictions, one. And two, you just lost two more guys. And... Who knows what's going to happen with them, right? So I think for the most part, I don't necessarily think they've played great, but I don't think they've played bad. Like Monday's out of the question. That game sucked. We know that. But in the first two against Pittsburgh and last night, last night was their most consistent effort, the most 60-minute effort. They probably played – I wouldn't even say – I think they just battled a full full consistent 60-minute game. Um, you know, I'm not really sure if like what the, the issue is again, you don't have a camp, you don't have a preseason. So I don't want to sit here and, you know, make all these assumptions after four games in a season. I don't want to sit here and talk, you know, talk crap about, you know, one or two guys because of X amount of handful of plays they made in four games. You know, yeah. Has Gus been bad? Yes. But has he been terrible? No, um, you know some may beg to differ, but still, I, I feel like for the most part, I think they've looked good. Um, just not good enough to our standard, I think is the thing. And there's definitely another gear they can hit. I think last night's game was a good showing um of how they can kind of start to get the ball rolling here. But again, you lose two guys. so it, it, it's gonna be tough. and I think this is, as we talked about before, it's gonna be where the the depth and the young you know young talent they have is gonna really' it's where it's gonna really have to come in
0: there's some like there's some things that I've like seen on Twitter like the past few days. like I know you should take like Philadelphia sports Twitter with a grain of salt, but like some of these people are just like insanely like, so loud, even though it's an incredible small minority of people that like do talk this way. but like i've I've seen some like tweets saying that like the um the flyers like shouldn't focus on like keeping like their prospects or something like that and go out and trade for i'm I'm assuming like this is after like everything with Myers and Frost being injured and stuff like that. But like saying, oh, the Flyers like shouldn't be like oh, developing, waiting for these prospects. Oh, wait for Cam York or something like that, and go out and trade for a guy that can actually help this team right now. Where uh, I'm going to uh, correct that right now. It's it, you shouldn't be looking for that right now because this team is still young. They're still building. they like this team is what because if you look at other teams around the league, you look at teams like like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a team that is a lot of homegrown talent, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman. Like, I'm not comparing the Flyers to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but this is a comparison that I just see the first top of my mind. Yeah, like I said, Kucherov, Stamkos, Victor Hedman, Braden Point, even though Serge, Sergeyev was traded from the Montreal Canadiens, but basically he turned into homegrown talent for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he got all of these, like Sorelli, you got all these other homegrown talents, and then you mix it up a little bit with some depth guys, some depth guys for and Andre Vasilevsky, homegrown talent. If people are talking about right now saying the Flyers have to go out and trade for this big guy, this big guy that's going to help this team directly, that, no, it could, because you're wasting so many years of this team if you're going to trade away a prospect. If you're going to tra- well, a prospect that's honestly almost ready at this point. I can honestly expect, like, this is just me being optimistic. I I, I can honestly see Cam York signing his entry level contract after his college season ends this year. And I honestly, think, I I think
1: York will make the Flyers next year.
0: Yeah. Who knows? He could, he could be on the team at the end of the, at the end of this college season.
1: I, I exactly. This is going to be his last college year. Yeah, like it's he's, he's either playing NHL or AHL next year, and I know you might call me nuts if I think he'll make the NHL, but from what I've seen, he's looked fantastic. Um, I I I, I don't even understand what even the point of trade. F- four games into the season, we're going to talk about trading prospects. Like this is the this is like the stupidest stuff that I like. You know what I mean? Like. And it's nothing against what you said. It's yeah. just like, I just don't understand, like, why would they do that four games into a year? They have the roster set. How many times does Fletcher have to say that?
0: It's the like, it's a typical Philadelphia fan overreaction to a loss.
1: How many times have they said the roster set? They don't need anything else to this team. Well, uh, okay. Why don't we look at their, their opening night lines? No wonder they didn't sign anybody in the offseason on, you know, any forward or anything. The depth they have is insane. It It's like, it's like, I, I don't know if I watch the same team as other people. I really don't at this point. Like, it feels like I watch a different game every
0: night. No, because right now, with, since the Flyers actually have quote unquote expectations to be a much better team this year, those people that it, it, it reminds me of the, uh, like with the other Philadelphia sports teams with like the Sixers, Ben Simmons, that Ben Simmons has like first overall pick. He has all these expectations to be like the great, like one of the best players. And then when Ben Simmons has a bad game, the haters are going to come out and trash him to the uh, utmost extent. So like with the Eagles, Carson Wentz, he had a terrible year. Now everyone wants Carson to run Carson Wentz out of the city. So when the Flyers had a bad game, Everyone saying, oh, we got to blow the team up. We got to make a trade. We got to get someone that's going to help this team. If we're going to win a Stanley Cup, oh, we're never going to win a Stanley it's, it's the It's the simple Philadelphia sport fan overreaction.
1: And, uh, Amadeo, quick yes. little update. Um, this was tweeted seven minutes ago by Cab Friendly. Uh, Morgan Frost has been placed on uh, um, IR.
0: Injured IR, injured. Yeah. So that's, that's the only update right there. It's just like the no- tweets
1: from cat friendly transactions, um, NHL to IR Morgan Frost, C Philadelphia. And if you click it, um, it says that he is, uh, as of right now, I'm attempting to find it. Cause it's kind of being annoying on here. Um, has him one here as IR, uh, right now on cat friendly. So, uh, says he's eligible to come off IR uh, on January 26th. So that's
0: not long. That's so he's basically a, maybe maybe a week. And Frost, Frost is probably day to day. Yeah, day to day, a week or something like that. So I would assume if if that's the situation, it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah now so you just gotta me
1: think why wouldn't Coots go on IR then? That's a good we, question. Because if Coots is like that, doesn't necessarily make sense. But this is tweeted by Cap, like per Cap Friendly the the official twitter account that has 127,000 followers i know you can't see it on the on the the screen but but still um i don't know it's uh hmm it's a little confusing now that this is right on the spot we gotta think about this um
0: (laughs) here you go you're some i guess you're uh, somewhat breaking news (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, it's it's breaking well, if you want to hear some more breaking news, there's going to be an NHL roster update tomorrow on NHL 21. <laughs> if that's break if, if that's what you want to be breaking news. Um uh uh yeah, so Frost is on IR now. Um and now that he's now that I say that, let me look at my cap friendly on the website. and just – Yeah, it's on here. Injuries it's already updated. Frost on IR.
0: Um, So they updated Frost right now, but there's still no idea what Myers is going through.
1: mm -hmm. Hmm. It's a little, um, this is confusing.
0: Because like what you said, like he's eligible to come off IR the 26th. That that just like, so is he just going to be out day to day? Is he out for a week or something like that? Because when is the 26th? I would assume that's like Monday or Tuesday. That's Tuesday night. So, what, they played the New Jersey Devils that night? So, are are they trying to say that Frost will be available for that Devils game or something like that? Maybe, so Frost misses a minimum of two days. And he's got to be day-to-day then. I would assume so, if um, if that's the case.
1: I would assume it's probably going to come out tomorrow morning. It has to. It has, it to, has to. to. Because they ha- they're they playing tomorrow, so I would have to come out tomorrow morning. So, if Frost is out, say, say Frost is day-to-day, then... Why did the, why is there nothing the middle Myers then? This is a little confusing.
0: Because they probably don't know anything about Myers right now. I think that I think they're just I think they're just trying to keep this like so under under the table just so like nothing leaks out, so they actually know what's the cause, so they know how long he's actually going to be out. I'll say
1: Which, this. Is does this actually mean he'll come off? The 26th or is he just eligible to come off the 26th because it could right. be longer maybe frost is long term and he's on ir that's why
0: maybe because if coots isn't long term and he's not on ir he's not on ir he's two weeks yeah they yeah the uh tampa bay Lightning they put off on ir because of his hip surgery he's gonna miss the entire season oh my god now i'm panicking <laughs> I would assume Frost probably broke something or separated a shoulder last night. That's that's my
1: assumption from what it was. Uh, Him limping over and skating, essentially gliding to the bench. I would assume Frost probably broke something or has a separated shoulder, something like that, where it's nothing like a Coots injury that I had no idea could even happen or be considered an injury.
0: Yes, that's uh man. That that's that that's uh interesting topic right there that's like something i
1: just sent you the tweet if you want to check it out
0: but yeah, i'm definitely gonna check that out once we're, but like like what you said we're most likely not gonna find out any type of news until i would assume tomorrow morning because you're gonna to have to find out tomorrow morning at least because yeah because, to be i mean
1: if we don't find out tomorrow morning we're gonna find out at night because the game um yeah. well i uh I'm very <laughs> confused because Coots is not on there. Myers is not on there. So, does that mean Myers isn't as bad?
0: Or they or don't know that,
1: yet. Yeah. I don't know. This is um, confusing because doesn't Cap, does Cap only go through the NHL? I think so.
0: It's not just like updates, it's like I through th- the NHL. It, it might be, or unless Cap Friendly has sources or something like that.
1: Well, I would assume they have sources, but it's it's like the main website for everything Cap related. And if you go on Cap Friendly, the the official website, it on their injuries, Morgan Frost is the first one um,
0: on IR. So uh, on I, would, I would assume if they get that information right out of the gates, they have to be someone partnered with the NHL. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Again, because this stuff gets, it like, the Flyers most likely know. It just hasn't been released to the media yet and the, the public. So uh I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I really don't know. It's kind of, and again, we apologize. We kind of didn't expect this to come on live here. We, did. we didn't. No.
0: It, like, no. threw up our whole mojo because, like, oh, Morgan Frost is on IR. Great. And it's like, well, what, what? does that mean?
1: <laughs> what does this mean? And I can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I don't know I'm uh I'm a little confused because again if Couturier is not on there and Coots' injury was announced on Saturday so it's four
0: yeah his his injury was like, literally you know, announced like the day after the game
1: Saturday yeah because yeah. they played Friday night it was like Saturday afternoon um makes me think too maybe that that MRI was quicker for coots because it was either a different uh, well it's obviously a different type of injury could be or
0: they did it right after the game. Because he was essentially injured at what? Because yeah, he he was out basically at the beginning of the game.
1: Frost was in the second period. Myers was
0: in the the first period. First, yeah. So, oof, hopefully, that doesn't like the bad news. Hopefully, that does not at all. Yeah. So, so I guess we can. Uh, I I know that literally just threw off our entire mojo right there. But hey, that's what breaking news does. You have to react to it in the time that it happens. So, um. I guess looking forward to Boston now. Uh, so w- with the Bruins, so it haven't they not scored an even strength goal at all this season at five on five? The, every goal that they have scored this season has been on a special team, whether it's power play or shorthanded.
1: Yeah, they had a shorthanded goal uh, against New Jersey, and the others were power play. They had they won that first game three two, so the shootout, and they had two power play goals that night, um, and then they had the shoot the uh, shorthanded goal in the other game. And they
0: got shut out the last game. So, all,
1: so i think we all know that that's gonna end tomorrow
0: yeah i would uh, i, would, I would assume it's gonna end tomorrow it's like you just can't imagine not scoring an even strength goal throughout how many games have they played so far what three three, three? so i would assume it's gonna end at the fourth game like you, like it's just mind-boggling to say like you're not gonna go without an even strength goal through four games i just don't see that as possible but then you look at Right now, with Boston's roster, like, you know, David Pasternak, he's not playing with the team right now. He's still injured. I'm not I'm sure he's not expected back until like the beginning of February. I think around that point, Brad Marchand, he was expected to miss a season, but he did start with them. He got back earlier than expected. And then with Boston, one of the bigger thing, concerns coming into their season is that they lost Torrey Krug and Zdeno Chara. So there was th- there was like quite a few talks like, how is that blue? line just going to shape up now because right now, Charlie McAvoy is your top defenseman. So yeah, and was right? And was And then but you also have Chuka and Yarazov a lack one of the the better goaltending tandems in the NHL. And so what's Boston record right now on the season? Are they like one, one and one? Or uh, they are I think they're one, one and one. One, one and one, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you look at Boston right now, they haven't they're always going to be a tough team that you're going to play against. They are a tough team every year. I do think they're a little bit on the decline, not as much as to the extent I would say Pittsburghies, even though at Pittsburgh they won their last two games against the Washington Capitals. but I believe this is their home opener, too. This is their home opener?
1: I believe so, yeah. The first two games were road against New Jersey and then the one game against the Islanders.
0: Oof. Yeah, so yeah, maybe that... Even though like there's no Boston fans there, maybe that'll give them a little bit of energy right, right there and stuff. But... It's still just thinking like, yeah, that five on five streak is definitely going to end tomorrow. It's just like when you look at this game and the lines that you brought up, Chris, that I would assume maybe that's what Elaine Vigneault goes with. But we're just not going to know until we get to warm ups or anything like that. And then just Boston as a whole. Like, where do you see Boston right now? Just because they don't have a five on five goal yet. They look, I guess they're, I wouldn't say they're struggling at it. They're just for some reason they can't find a way to cash in, whether it's not on the power play or shorthanded. So, like, like how do you assess Boston right now with the way they're playing? Uh,
1: I guess, I guess I'm lucky. I mean, I haven't really seen much of their game to to really say say a full estimate. I mean, I I, I like Boston. I thought I still think they're a good team in, in the division. They're nothing to shy away from. I mean, they're still the Bruins. Um, you know, not having Pasternak, you know, that hurts. Uh, which is great for me because the guy I'm going up against fantasy right now has knock. and I guess he didn't realize that he was injured, so that was fantastic. Um, I, I don't really know how to look into these games because the Flyers are, are hurting with the injuries, and Boston hasn't scored. So, well, they scored, but they haven't scored 5-on-5. Five five. So I don't necessarily know how to, like, look at this in it, going into this game because the goaltending for them has looked good. I mean, Risk hasn't really given up many goals, Um in, I believe, two games he's played?
0: Yeah, I know uh, Halak played one of the other games against the Devils. I think it, it was, was the overtime game. Yeah, the overtime game. Yeah, the,
1: the matinee game on Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I honestly, I really don't know how to feel about going into this one tomorrow. I'll probably have a better estimate going into the game, like more closer to game time. But right now, I really don't know because, again, the Flyers are hurting. Uh, At least that's what it seems like. And Boston hasn't scored 5 1 5, and you, you got to think that's going to end tomorrow. And, and that's not just because it's the Flyers playing them, it's, you know, th- that's hockey, you know? Yeah. I, I have to think that ends tomorrow. There's no way they go four games straight without scoring a 5 1 5 goal.
0: That's nuts. Yeah. I, I find that to be highly impossible. Yeah. Just go that I, long.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, something's got to give. So. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if the next two games they don't score a five and five goals. Don't get me wrong. But I don't still, mind they don't score at all the next two games. Yeah, that would be great. Uh fires right a three game three game uh, shutout streak
0: going into um nice. three game shutout streak when you lose uh, one of your top pairing defensemen. Yeah.
1: Um I don't know. I really don't know. I'm kinda of looking at some of these comments. Um and honestly, like I I, I still can't believe the frost thing. Like, I just can't believe he's on IR because, like, I I, I can't wrap my head it, around it. Does that because, mean he's got to be out long-term then?
0: Because we're, like, trying to think of the entire scenario because they come out saying he's on IR. But, like, there has been no statement whatsoever from the Flyers saying that he's on IR nor how long he is going to be out for. Because we're just trying to see, like, okay, he's on IR, but it also says he can come off IR, like, the, something like that. So, does that mean he's only out for a week? Does that mean he's out longer? Like, Katori is out on IRR, so does that mean Frost is going to be out for a, a while? Like, was the injury worse than it even looked? Or just, we don't know. That's the problem. We don't know.
1: Would, now, would Frost, would that take off the money on the cap?
0: Yes, if you go to IRR, the money gets taken off the cap.
1: Well, he But he's on
0: his ELC still. Yes. So, that still does? I th- I think regardless if you get put on injured reserve anything that has to do with getting taken off the roster your money gets taken off the cap. Okay.
1: Yeah, cuz somebody responded and said does that I put a tweet up on Twitter and someone said is that free up a contract spot or what? And then somebody else responded with the I'm going to kill myself like the Michael Scott gif. <laughs> um which which is kind of funny. I yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, any news on the MRIs? Yeah, so the only thing we really know, which is per Cap Friendly again, which is again, this is what I saw from uh, actually the it was Liberty Yell, uh, another Flyers podcast, tweeted it out, and they had quote tweeted it, which was a tweet from Cap Friendly that said that Frost
0: has been put on IR. So I'm assuming this update is going to come tomorrow or tonight from the Flyers. Yeah, knowing us, we will end this live stream, we'll end this podcast, and that's when the news will come out. So yeah. it makes me like, oh, do we just go to podcast the rest of the night and wait for the news to come out? No, we're de- we're definitely not doing that. We are not staying up the rest of the night. <laughs> and then we got also another point from Alex Smith saying that, uh, well, uh, I guess you will assume Drew will move to the center position and Bunnelman will come up. Yeah, that's basically the assumption right now. Uh, Drew, that's my thought. Yeah. Because, like, w- what else? Like, you can't keep Drew at the wing because, one, he lost another center. So you're going to have to put G at center, and you're just going to have to some way to mix the lineup, like what you brought up, Chris, in the uh, the beginning of the show, when you have Drew with JVR, maybe Raffle, maybe Bunneman or something like that. You still have Kevin Hayes with Farabee. You still have Patrick Lindblom and TK together. So AV is definitely going to have some work cut out for him because it, I'm, I'm sure he's really upset that the injury bug is affecting his team right now because it's just like, it's only been four games and I have lost three players. Like what the, like can anything just go right for him?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's weird. Because they never really I mean they they've never really were like an injured team. Like I don't really remember them having so many injuries like that And in recent years I, I'll say.
0: And just one of these other comments right here from Mike at the gamer. Any updates or Hart missing the game as backup? So I'm I'm assuming your question is that is Hart going to be the backup for the next game? I would assume he's not going to be, because I would I would assume Carter Hart, he's the guy for majority of the year. He's going to get majority of the starts. So who knows, maybe Elaine Mignot does ride Brian Elliott just because he's coming off of a shutout. But my main assumption is that Carter Hart's back in the net tomorrow. He's had a couple of days off. Why not put him back in there?
1: Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, Hart. You know, he had the two days off, going into it. Um, you know, not playing, and for Monday's effort, Hart wants to get back in there. They want to put their starting goaltender in there because poor showing for him. Again, not his fault. So I'm assuming he would have to start tomorrow uh, against the Bruins, and probably on Saturday
0: too. And also, Mister Philadelphia says Drew should be should be the center of the top line, and maybe I know I know there's um a lot of people that are like of course the Drew haters coming out right now cuz he hasn't scored a goal yet this season but he's getting assists he's getting points so um he's done everything but score yeah he's done everything but score and that's why oh he's not scoring a goal that means he's sucking so no, that that's basically that's all. basically the assumption of the uh mm-hmm.
1: he's had the, many chances uh, to score
0: yes and and like the, it, as you go on the season Drew is what he's 33 34 years old right now he's not going to be the same Claude Drew as he was when he scored the 102-point season, when he was in his prime. He's not going to be – like, you can tell as the season's going along, the age is going to start. But he's still going to be – he's still going to be serviceable. He's still going to be good. He's just like, lower your expectations a little bit. Stop holding them to this extreme high level because your – Claude Drew is not Sidney Crosby. Claude Drew is not Connor McDavid. And there are still so many people that hold him to that level. For some odd reason, I have no idea why. And just like there, like, when you see Claude Giroux not go for like so many st- games without a goal, it's just that so many people hate on him and I don't yeah. understand why.
1: <laughs> I, I never understood the Giroux hate. Anytime the team loses a game, you know, you're going to get a comment. all oh, where's Giroux? Where's Warchak? Where's this? Where's that? Yeah, it's, it's so aggravating. Like, I, I just love how after a, a bad team loss where essentially nobody played good, not even the, the not, not even the equipment manager, uh, and obviously, I'm just joking around, but like, I, I just I don't understand why it's put on one guy, like, oh, because they lost 6 1. Let's blame it on Drew, let's blame him on
0: seat. He he's the captain, he's the leader. If they lose that badly, it's on the leader. It's gonna be that same scenario, it's
1: so stupid. Like, watch the game. Do I do I watch the same game as you? Like, that's the question I kind of have. It's like, and you know what? I have this thought, and I, I kind of want to get your opinion on this. Like, if people are so negative on the team and always have something bad to say, why do you still watch? Like, why do you still watch every game?
0: Because those are the type of people that they, they want to get comments from. They want to get people riled up. They want to get people arguing back with them because that's the type of people they are.
1: Yeah, and I get that. But, like, it's the same time. It's like... Like, why do you even watch if all you do is complain about it? it? To me, it doesn't make sense because I think there's a lot of positive teams, positive positive things with this team right now, even though they haven't necessarily played that great. You know, I think one of these games coming up against Boston, they're they're gonna carry the load offensively, and I have a feeling they're gonna outshot the Bruins heavily in one of them. Now I don't know if it's tomorrow or if it's if it's Saturday. But I have a good feeling that they're gonna kind of come into this, you know, on the road. Bruins are coming home, fires are going on the road. We gotta see how they play on the road, too. That's Mm -hmm. one thing you gotta keep in mind because from how good you know they were at home last year, and you know, we saw how they were on the road at times. So again, all stuff like that kind of changes every year. I talked about that before. So again, I I, I think for the most part, kind of just going into the games, just play your game. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's 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 so easy to say, but like. They need to play like they did last night. To be honest, just don't give up as many opportunities. I think for the most part, if they had everybody, you know, they wouldn't be giving up a lot of chances like that. If nobody was hurt and things like that, so um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. But I think they just kind of have to come in and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what you're gonna have to do because right now it's you're just unknown what the situation with Frost and Myers is. Even though Cap Friendly says Frost is on IR, so we're just gonna have to wait and see what the Flyers say. And then we got a couple more comments here before we wrap up this show saying Alex Smith saying he loves Drew, but Patrick has looked really good in my opinion. So he follows that up with he would play Patrick on the first line. And that's something Chris brought up too, saying that all of the lines that Lane Vigneault mixes up, he necessarily doesn't label them as first, second, third, fourth line. They're basically, you can say they're 1A, 1B, 1C, one, a one B one C one, one D They're Cause you have so much depth throughout this lineup that, when you started off the season, you had like at least two or three first lines that would probably be on any other team. You had Claude Drew, Kevin Hayes, and Joel Farabee. That could easily be a first or a second line on another team. You had Nolan Patrick, JVR, and Jake Voracek, first or second line on any other team. This team is very deep, and they can roll out any line. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe a uh, Lane Vigneault does give that line with Patrick, Konechny and Lindblom more chance.
1: I, I don't mind it at all. Gives yeah. Patrick more ice
0: time. Yeah, they, they looked very good. A lot of chemistry.
1: I thought it was the best line last night.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Micah the Gamers says, any updates on Ghost? Currently, not right now. There really just hasn't been anything on Ghost. Who knows, yeah. maybe there's something that maybe he'll come back to the ice eventually, but we just have no idea. We just have no idea. Renee says that C and the three alternates, they always, on the losses, they will always get the blame. It's exactly right. That is exactly right there, Renee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to go to our final question. Uh, well, final question comment of the day from flyers twenty eight saying i love how we're looking right now it's nice to see that our backup got 40 saves i also love our line combinations exactly exactly the forward depth on this team is absolutely amazing yeah there's just it's and still we gotta like look at it right now we're only four games into the season like like we can
1: won three of the four games and, and they, they won like their own four yeah
0: yeah because people because people see bad play. Yes, they had they had sloppy performances in the two Pittsburgh games. They still won those, but yes, there were sloppy performances. Monday game, it was terrible. We want to throw it in the trash. Yesterday, it was their best performance of the first four games of the season. And maybe that's a sign of what's to come. Maybe it's a sign of this team, okay, this team is getting back into the groove. They're getting back into their consistency on maybe where they were last year. You're only four games into the season. And... Right now I feel like there's just too many people that are saying the Flyers I, if the Flyers want to prove themselves as contenders, they gotta go out and do something. Well be patient. I know yeah. a lot of people are very impatient with this team, but do this- you
1: really think like Colorado and Vegas and Tampa Bay are all playing their best right now? No. No. The Avs got smoked on opening night and then They did. out one eight nothing. And everybody's like, Oh my god, they're gonna win the Cup.
0: Yeah. If you look at Colorado, Colorado is one of the teams that probably has the highest expectations in this league, and they're still a very young team with a lot of inconsistencies. It's
1: four like, games into a season.
0: Give Calm it, down. Take give a breather. Time. Just Oof. give it
1: time. <laughs> like I, I've, I've never seen a fan base where like they have one bad game and they should trade everybody and get rid of this guy and Gustafson Sox and Hag's bad, whatever. Like
0: It's just that, so annoying. That's the Philadelphia I'm just fan so base. i tired of it. That 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 is the Philadelphia fan base entirety. That's what we live in. That's what we were engulfed in, and that's how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. So, I think that is going to do it here. I know that was a sour note to end it off right there. Talk about the Philadelphia fan base, but hey, that is always a topic because there's a lot of Flyers fans that complain.
1: You know what? I'm now. The Flyers yep. are winning tomorrow. I'm saying it right now. You know, what? I don't care about the predictions anymore. You know what? Doesn't matter. If they lose, call me a bum all you want. I really don't care. If they win. <laughs> I think they're going to win tomorrow.
0: If they lose, I'm going to your house with a pitchfork and, and a torch. I don't blame you. I'll be sitting there waiting for it. I'll be waiting for it. So... That is going to do it for this edition of the Flyer Up podcast. The Flyers will be playing the Boston Bruins Thursday and Saturday. Definitely expect here at the Painted Lines for watch parties. We've had the watch parties for the first four games of the season. They were very entertaining, very fun stuff. Definitely enjoy those right there. And just continue to stick with the Fly it Up podcast. Definitely we'll have another episode out after the Boston series. And we'll keep you updated as the days. Go on, definitely subscribe here at the Painted Lions. Subscribe to Flyers Fan Media 93 for Chris. For me, myself, TTP Sports on YouTube. Just everything's hockey related, everything Philadelphia sports related. Stay tuned to us too. Stay tuned to the Painted Lions. We have it all covered for you. All the podcasts on here. It's some great work. And they're currently doing their watch party for the Sixers right now. So there you go. They keep grinding, they keep mucking grinding. So it's a very fun time here. So. For this episode of the Fly It Up podcast, I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer. Don't forget to check out our Fly it Up merchandise website. That link will be in the description below on this YouTube link. So don't forget to check that out. So thank you for tuning into this live stream. Thank you for the people that are listening on Spotify and Apple. And we will see you next time.